well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with us on the program today. Uh, We are, by the way, going to be talking about uh, Joe Biden's roundtable of the White House featuring uh, anti-gun mayors, big city police chiefs, some uh, anti-violence advocates. uh, But, uh, you know, honestly... Not a lot of new stuff there from uh, Joe Biden yesterday. Just uh, more of the same anti-gun nonsense that we have uh, seen in the past. I tell you, it's a uh, it's enough to make you miss President Trump. You know, a lot of folks do. And I'm coming to you with a, a special offer that you do not want to miss. Now is your chance to win one of six signed photos of President Trump. These were hand signed by President Trump. And soon one could be hanging up in your house when President Trump signed these photos, you want to make sure that all of his supporters have the chance to receive one. Now's your chance. All you have to do is text CAM to 55404 today for your chance to win a beautiful photo of President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, hand-signed by President Trump himself. Again, just text CAM to 55404 right now. And when you do so, you'll get exclusive double entry activated for a limited time. Again, text CAM, C-A-M, to 55404 to have your name entered twice to win a hand-signed Trump photo. You don't want to miss this. Contest in soon. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. So Joe Biden, again, uh, at the White House yesterday, talking guns, talking crime. uh, And, you know, it was just more of the same, unfortunately, for, for all of us, for gun owners, for Second Amendment advocates, and frankly, for people who live in high crime neighborhoods who desperately need some help and they don't need uh, you know, the the empty rhetoric that we're hearing from President Biden and his anti-gun allies. Now, the a big takeaway from this yesterday, besides, you know, the photo op, uh, is that Biden's basically saying, look, uh, it, it's going to be up to you, cities, uh, to address violent crime. We're going to throw money at the problem at the federal level. But, uh, you, you know, it, it's basically up to you and your efforts, which is, by the way, completely contrary to what we've been hearing from the Biden administration for the past several months that, well, you know, these localities can do it on their own. That's why we need federal gun control legislation. But as you well know, federal gun control legislation right now is uh, bottled up in Congress, as is the uh, confirmation of one David Chipman as the permanent director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. That's right. The uh, ATF agent turned gun control activist has not had a vote in the uh, full Senate. The uh, Senate Judiciary Committee deadlocking on Chipman's nomination 11 to 11. Since then, we've seen uh, Maine Senator Susan Collins, a a moderate Republican, come out and oppose Chipman's nomination. But uh, a lot of Democrats still silent uh, on that nomination, to the point that Politico has actually uh, covered this now. Uh, Biden wants to tackle gun violence, but his firearms nominee is stuck in limbo. A handful of moderate Senate Democrats remain undecided on the nomination of David Chipman, who now works with a top gun control group. This is good news. Now, don't don't celebrate yet because we're not out of the woods. But the fact remains that if the votes were there right now to confirm David Chipman, Chuck Schumer would have called for that vote. And uh, you do still have senators uh, like Joe Manchin of West Virginia who are on the fence at the moment. Here's what Politico has to say. On Monday, at least four Democratic caucus members were publicly mum on whether they'd support Chipman. Senator Angus King, an independent from Maine, a constitutional carry state, by the way, said he hadn't made up his mind, while Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, another constitutional carry state, said that he was still, quote, working on it. Manchin said, I've spoken to him a few times, had a Zoom call with him, trying to get all the facts and figures on this stuff, his credentials. He added that Chipman's experience, quote, seemed to be exemplary, 
but that he's still considering everything else that people have concerns about. Well, good, I'd hope so, because the, the issue with David Chipman's nomination is not that he spent 25 years in the ATF. It's that he spent most of the past decade working for gun control groups, like Mayors Against Illegal Guns, which is part of Every Town for Gun Safety, Michael Bloomberg's anti-gun outfit. Went from there uh, to ShotSpotter, a, a private company, for a couple of years. And then I uh, guess he tired of private industry and he got hired on at Giffords as a senior policy analyst and a gun control lobbyist. This is the uh, anti-gun organization started by Gabrielle Giffords, former congresswoman, and her husband, Mark Kelly, now the junior senator of Arizona. And David Chipman still works for Giffords. To the best of our knowledge, he's still drawing a paycheck from this gun control group while Joe Biden wants to put him in charge of the agency overseeing the firearms industry and this nation's gun laws. So, yeah, Joe, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're still uh, trying to work through all of this. Uh, I would suggest that you listen to your constituents in West Virginia who are adamantly opposed to putting a gun control activist, an anti-gun ideologue, in charge of the ATF. This is such a politicized nomination that uh, it, it is causing some heartburn for some red state Democrats, not just Manchin, but John Tester as well. He says uh, he's still analyzing Chipman's nomination, but noted he's not, quote, feeling the urgency because I don't know when he's scheduled to get a vote. And Senator Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, who's up for re-election next year, hasn't made an announcement on the nominee, but is planning to meet with him before she does. So, uh, again... If the votes were there right now, Schumer would have called for a vote. Now you got John Tester saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm still undecided, but I'm not really feeling the sense of urgency. I don't know when it's coming up for a vote. Well, that, that tells me that uh, the votes aren't there right now. And frankly, the closer we get to the midterms, the better this is uh, in terms of being able to defeat Chipman's nomination. Because this is going to cause considerable heartburn, as it should. For any red state Democrat voting to confirm a Chipman to his post, Politico goes on to say that uh, Chipman's nomination deadlocked on the Senate Judiciary Committee at the end of June, but can still advance to the Senate floor if the chamber votes to discharge him. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who on Sunday raised questions about the National Rifle Association spending on ads related to the Chipman nomination, has yet to schedule that floor vote. Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin of Illinois says, quote, Chuck's got to make that decision. Durbin says he's planning to sit down with a handful of fellow Democrats soon to discuss Chipman. Quote, we're talking to moderate Democrats, and the response is good, but we aren't assuming anything. We'll keep working, he says. Well, that means that gun owners have to keep working, too. And congratulations to all of those West Virginia gun owners, all of those Arizona gun owners, all of those Montana gun owners, New Hampshire gun owners, Maine gun owners, who are flooding their senator's office with emails and phone calls reminding them that now is not the time to put a committed anti-gun activist in charge of the ATF. We need to be focused like a laser, quite frankly, on violent criminals. David Chipman won't do that. David Chipman wants to try to turn legal gun owners into nonviolent criminals by making it illegal to possess AR-15s. Look at what the, uh, the ATF is doing right now when it comes to AR-style pistols. The public rule change that, uh, or the rule change that is under a public comment right now or the attempt to redefine what a frame or a receiver is uh, in order to undo more than 50 years of ATF rulemaking uh, and allow for sweeping bans of unfinished firearm parts. The Biden administration has already decided that the best way to address violent crime, or at least the best way to publicly say that they are addressing violent crime, is to go after 
legal gun owners, responsible gun owners, the 100 million Americans lawfully exercising their right to keep and bear arms. And David Chipman is part of that strategy. Now, listen, I've got my my, my concerns on several levels about this. I believe that uh, many of the efforts uh, of David Chipman would be unconstitutional, just as many of the efforts of the Biden administration are unconstitutional. But even if you don't care about the Second Amendment, you should care about violent crime. And the way to reduce violent crime is not by targeting the 100 million Americans who are lawfully exercising the right to keep and bear arms. It's by targeting, let's say, the, I don't know, 100,000 Americans who are violating the laws of our land. Not, not, not laws against, you know, high-capacity magazines or modern sporting rifles. Laws against carjacking, home invasion, robbery, and murder. If we can focus on those individuals, we can drive down the crime rate. You try to focus on stripping Americans of their Second Amendment rights, you're not going to do anything to address violent crime. But you're going to continue to tear this country apart. This is a bad nomination on the part of the Biden administration. It should be rejected. Frankly, it should be rejected by a bipartisan group of senators. And so if you are a gun owner in West Virginia, Maine, Arizona, Montana, frankly, any other state of the union, it is incumbent on you to continue to remain in contact with your senators. Continue to voice your opposition. Continue to remind them that you will remember their vote and that their vote will have consequences the next time they're up for re-election. Their vote for David Chipman ensures your vote against them. If, on the other hand, they recognize that David Chipman is far too much of an anti-gun extremist to be placed in charge of the ATF, you'll remember that too. And who knows? Maybe when they're up for re-election, you'll actually cast your vote for a Democrat. I mean, stranger things have happened. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We're going to start there, although I got to tell you, um, we're going to, this is just, yeah. Our Armed Citizen story actually has a bit of a recidivist report to it as well. But let's just start with our recidivist report. New details emerge after a man is shot and killed by his mother's boyfriend, records show. This was from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Fox 13 in Memphis. Uh, Michael Robinson, age 31, has been charged with first-degree murder, as well as convicted felon in possession of a firearm. Officers responded to uh, the inner block of Randall Street about 2.30 Monday morning on reports of a shooting. man was found in the driveway suffering from a gunshot wound to the chest. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The uh, victim identified as Zakun Harris by his mother, Consuela Harris. She said that her son and Robinson, who's her boyfriend, got into an argument that escalated when Robinson went out to his car, grabbed a shotgun, and then shot her son in the chest. Robinson was arrested, waived his Miranda rights, gave a statement that was captured by a body camera of uh, shooting the victim. Now, here's the thing. Fox 13 in Memphis reports that Robinson pleaded guilty back on May the 5th to a previous charge of aggravated assault. That's a felony. He got a sentence of five years probation in May of this year, two months ago. This guy had the opportunity, I'm sorry, two months ago, prosecutors had the opportunity to put this guy behind bars. And instead, they gave him a plea deal and he walked away. And here we are just a matter of weeks later. Now he's facing another felony charge. This time, not aggravated assault. This time, first degree murder. Tell me again how putting more gun control laws on the books are going to help when we've got violent felons like Mr. Robinson here, 
who are getting a slap on the wrist in the court system and then sent on their way. Similar story with our uh, armed citizen story today from California. California homeowner shoots and kills armed intruder after a man kicks down his door. This was in uh, Fairfield, California. This was last Tuesday morning. KTXL reports a Northern California homeowner fatally shot an armed man who was on parole for another home invasion. That's right. After he kicked down the homeowner's door Tuesday morning. Neighbor Nathan Biggs says, I'm kind of blown away. I've lived here all my life, 18 years. Probably the most eventful thing that's happened in this neighborhood. Please say the couple in the home were having breakfast when they saw a stranger through their ring camera who knocked on the front door. Homeowners didn't answer. Fairfield Police Lieutenant uh, Joshua Jacobson says the suspect ultimately did kick the door down, kicked it off its hinges, and attempted to make entry into the house. The homeowner defended themselves, fired rounds. Suspect ended up fleeing. The homeowner obviously called us, asked us to come and help him. We say the uh, homeowner fired two shots with his handgun. When officers arrived, they found the intruder across the street. Despite first responders doing CPR, the man died at the scene. Police identify the intruder as a 27-year-old Susan City resident who was on active parole for a home invasion in Alameda County, which is about 65 miles south of Fairfield, California. Active parole, home invasion. Plenty of gun control laws in the state of California. 10-day waiting periods, bans on so-called assault weapons, bans on so-called high-capacity magazines, background checks for ammunition, micro-stamping. Uh, we could go on and on. And yet, you know, you commit a violent crime, like a home invasion in California, and what happens? Nothing. That's what happens. Oh, you'll get hauled into court. You'll get offered a plea deal. You'll take that plea deal. You will soon be on your merry way. Enough of the talk about restricting the rights of American citizens in the name of public safety when our criminal justice system is letting violent felons back out on the streets without serving any time for their crimes. Finally today, our good deed of the day, a uh, officer in Richmond, Kentucky, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, and actually helped save a home. This is according to the uh, Richmond Register newspaper. It was a car fire in the uh, driveway of a home. Corey Lewis, public information officer for the Richmond Fire Department, says a fast action by a neighbor who is also a, a member of the Richmond Police Department helped make damage to the home as minimal as possible. Uh, Lewis said the officer was leaving his home to return to work when he uh, saw the flames and radio dispatch for assistance. The officer then heard a loud pop and went outside to find his neighbor's truck engulfed in flames. Uh, Lewis said firefighters arrived four minutes later with three engines, a ladder, and a rescue team. He said that call expedited us being there, limited the amount of damage that the home sustained. He said with the fire in the wind direction the next few minutes, fire would have extended inside of the home. When first responders arrived, they couldn't make contact with anybody inside the building, fearing that somebody might be able to uh, uh, be unable to escape. They made forced entry into the home, did find out that nobody was there inside. Uh, truck in the driveway got heavy damage from the uh, smoke and flames, but only minor damage done to the garage. And again, the uh, home was saved thanks to the uh, quick thinking of that uh, Richmond, Kentucky police officer at home for a lunch break, but in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. Now, that's going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms. Cam and Company want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, don't forget, you can subscribe. 
to uh, Barry and Arms, become a VIP member. That way you're going to get exclusive analysis, commentary, and more. All you got to do, go to barryandarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS, and you get 25% off of your VIP membership. We certainly do appreciate your support. It does allow us to uh, do programs like this each and every day. So thank you very much for being a VIP subscriber. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But in the meantime, be well, be safe, and be free. <laughs>